Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. Welcome to episode 42 of Smart Enough to Know Better, a podcast of science, comedy, and ignorance. I'm Dan Beeston. And I'm Greg Wah. And 42, huh? 42. Tell us 42 every episode. week you tell me some exciting, every boring thing about the number. <laughs> what can you tell me about the number 42? I have looked through science and popular culture and I can't find nothing. What? Nothing at all. That's really disappointing. I know. You've you been think- doing this for like... 12 in a row or something. I know, no, there's nothing. It's just nothing. There's for, nothing. For nothing relevant to the number 42. Uh. It has nothing to do with life or, or the universe or anything. Mm. It's, it's just, just, there you go. Mm. <laughs> it's really disappointing. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh. So who was that lady at the start of the podcast, the introduced podcast? That was Polly Adams. Polly Adams? Daughter of acclaimed author Douglas Adams, who wrote Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency and Last Chance that's to just, See. That's right. And, and The Meaning of Liff. Yes. The Meaning of Liff. Also, that's probably his most famous work, yeah. The Meaning of Liff. Um, yes. He's my favourite author ever. For those actual books. Yeah. And, and I'm just, hang on, can you hear that noise in the background? Is there a train pulling out or something? I hear steam releasing. <laughs> sounds like it sounds like a lot of listeners getting really upset with us really quickly. Thank you very much to Polly Jane Rocket Adams, <laughs> daughter of Douglas Adams. Yes, so that. But for any reason you put that at the start of a, episode forty-two? No. Nah. No. Oh. Wait! What? There's <laughs> a connection. Yes. A really obvious connection. We've totally missed it. Yes. You're going to kick yourself yes. when you realise it. Yeah. Of course, 42 yeah. made world famous by, of course, none other than Paul Cooper. Paul Cooper, Paul of Cooper course. in 1966. Yeah. I know. Paul Cooper, the, the mathematician. And he worked out that if you drilled a hole through the earth and had a frictionless tube in the center, like, like a little railway, like a ah, bullet, yes. and then you took out all the air, all the way to the, and then you fell through the planet to the other side of the planet, mm. it would take 42 minutes to get right through the planet because you'd be in free fall half the way down and then you would slow down all the way back up because the gravity would be pulling you back. And towards just the edge. pop your feet That's right. over the edge. People have to grab you. No, 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 it grab you. Otherwise, you have 42 minutes yep. fall again. But it makes no difference. You have to go right to the center. It's just you go across the earth, basically through the earth. Yeah. It's always 42. But you'd have to, if you weren't going through the center, it'd be like a frictionless slide. Yes, that's what So it, you'd be yes. against the edge of the pipe that would rather be than just falling yes. through the center. That's right. But anyway, that's, that's why it was made famous. That's why everyone would know, of course. Now, so next time someone asks, so, huh, 42, you go, well, of course, Paul Cooper. And we discussed that in a previous episode, too. We, we did, yes. About, about what would happen if you if you actually tried that. Volcanoes. Yeah, that's right. And violent death. And, violent and, and death. pressure and terrible. But that's, yeah, that was the, the thought process behind it came from Paul Cooper. Still that weird whistling noise. What's that? So, it's like someone So screaming. I have been moving. Oh, that's I, good. Thank God, Dan. Your slovenly ways have upset me for years. I hate moving. That's right. Don't move. He's I, as big as a house. I moved from my apartment into a new house, and stupidly, every other time I've moved, pretty much, mm-hmm. after the very first time, I've just thrown money at the cleaners and gone, just sort the damn thing out. Yes, yes. Because the first time I ever cleaned up a flat, my girlfriend was working, so she was at work all day, so mm. I was the one stuck cleaning everything up. Yes. And you have to clean an oven. Do you, have you ever cleaned an oven? Uh, I have, yes. It's fucked. <laughs> they, That's the term for there's it. There's yes. baked on grease mm. everywhere, mm. and you go to the supermarket, you buy a can of 
what is essentially evil in a can. That's right. Yeah. You spray chemical this, death. You spray That's this right. foam on Agent Orange. And it goes, wear some gloves or some shit. Mm, mm. That is what this what it says on the side. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And <laughs> and so I'm I'm spraying this all up and you're sort of cramped up in this little box and you're trying to scoop it out and you're trying not to inhale mm, too much because mm. it doesn't smell like something you should be inhaling. No, you don't want it in your body. And I banged my arm against the side and went, oh, damn it. And I kept doing it. And then a couple of minutes later, I'm like, what's that unpleasant sensation? <laughs> and there is a burn uh, running down my arm yeah, from yes. where the, it's touched the oven cleaner. Yeah, wow. It's, I, I guess it's like really strong alkaline or something. Yeah, it's a burning. It's got to get in. It's, 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 what, what would it be? Yeah. Yeah. It's caustic of some sort of, yeah. Nasty, nasty yeah. chemical horror. And the worst part is that my friend Tyler had kissed that part of my arm first <laughs> before I splashed like lime or a lime? Lime. Lime. Before I got lye all over it. Yes. So. Uh, but, club. So this time, so this time, because we went, oh, well, it's not actually going to be a massive clean, so yeah. there's no point throwing all this money out. Still had to clean that damn oven. Yeah. So I got the, the stuff and it's like non-toxic to children or something. So, mm-hmm. which I was like, oh. Why, like, why do you care? Yeah. You've got any kids. I know. How many kids have you got in your oven? That's yeah, but I, t- I, t- I, I do have this habit of spraying them on the way home from oh, the right. shops. But, <laughs> Back um, off, kids. I do have a kid. I've got Jason. Oh, of course. My fictional Fic- eight-year-old son. Your fictional podcast son, yes. Yeah. How, how is Jason going? He's good. He's good. He's good. Oh, good. Um, unless, mm-hmm. for the requirements of the narrative, uh, he he's... needs to be unwell in yeah. some way. And then he's unwell. That's very good. That's, that's like, you're, you're a caring dad. He probably has one of those made-up diseases. Uh, um, like Asperger's. Yeah. Or gluten intolerance. <laughs> <laughs> two groups have insulted today. Well, actually, I'm not insulting a group. Uh, Asperger's has been, has been struck off the record. Yeah. It doesn't actually exist anymore. No. So all those people who, who are just antisocial bastards who are kind of going, don't pick on me because I'm Asperger's. No, actually, you're not. You weren't either. You weren't even autistic. Most of you weren't. You were just, you were just antisocial. Sorry, I don't know where that came from. That's a, that's a very angry comment from yeah. Greg there. I know a lot of people who say that. They go, oh, I can't help it. I'm, I'm Asperger's. Go, no, you, no, you're just... You're just a cock. You're just a dick, honestly. You're just antisocial. But people who are on the autistic spectrum are no longer considered Asperger's high functioning. It's just called high functioning autism. There yeah. you go. There you go. And they're awesome people. And I know some and they're fine. They don't run around trying to tell you that, that they're just assholes and you should love them for it. Yeah. <sighs> so I don't know, oh, yeah. So I really you, know where that came from. So the oven cleaner sprayed it, it on. Gluten go to hell. Yeah. Bold to those guys. So spray. <laughs> so I sprayed the oven Please cleaner. Please send all angry emails to dan at smartenough.com. Smart oh. Little bounce. Org, org, org. Dot org. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I sprayed this stuff all over the oven, oh, yeah. and it didn't friggin' work. No. I scrub, 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 nothing happened. I've done the same thing. Just cleaning full of seal fat or something, <laughs> whipped up. I've done the same thing. I've bought cleaning kitchen products that were environmentally friendly, earth safe, did nothing. I think it was just full of, it was basically homeopathic cleaning soft, cleaning fluids. Basically it was water. It's that was it. I was very, very sad. It's, it's liquid hope. It's, <laughs> but the sad thing is there is not even one molecule of hope in there. It's just been diluted away. But the memory of the hope That's is right. in there. And I must admit, memory of hope is what sustains me most of the time. <laughs> Welcome to the interview, Dr. Greg Watson. A long-time friend of the podcast. Definitely, definitely. It's good being here today, guys. Thanks for inviting me. Now, before we get started, a couple of podcasts ago, we, you actually showed me a rap song, and the rapper was, uh, went by the name of Professor Moriarty, so we should hook him up with 
Dr. Watson here. Yes, we should. That would be. Uh, it's never occurred to me before. <laughs> that's that, that's that, right. I've wow. known him for years. It never pinged. It's like, oh, you're Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, it's Dr. Yeah, Watson. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> In our last interview with Dr. Watson, he actually talked about fecal transplants and why I mentioned it. We should, go, if you haven't listened to it, you should go back and listen to it. But why I'm mentioning it right now is it, we were way ahead of mainstream media on this. One mm, of those, mm. We started talking about it. We interviewed, and then only recently, that was almost a year ago, maybe even more, we only recently has it come into the media in Australia as something, oh, it was a big thing! Mm. And I sat back very, very, like, just folded my arms and went, mm. well, if you listened to my podcast, yeah. you would have known that, Dr. Carl. But they uh, didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. Let's bring it out there. I mean, you guys are, uh, you know, you're beyond the curve. You're we're there trendsetters. The you are. Uh, we are curve jumpers. Yeah. You, we're, 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 what? Cur- cur- curve stompers? Yeah. We're, 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 we're clever. We, we've we're, fallen off the edge of the curve. That's right. And dashed ourselves upon the rocks of discovery. <laughs> Excellent. And bleeding, bleeding pure, pure knowledge. And innovation. And I innovation into the sea of humanity. This is a, um, this is a, this is a brainstorming session that's it's, gone very, very badly. So what we're here to talk about today, I want to, in the news this year, in 2013, has been a lot of talk about Lance Armstrong and cyclists in general and blood doping and cheating in sports. And that's what Greg Watson, uh, Dr. Watson, will be talking about today. And we're going to discuss sort of, uh, well, things like EPO. What is EPO? And... 80 cents. <laughs> it's not no the electric light orchestra. No, E L O. That's E L E P O. Ah, yeah, so that's right. the one it came Sorry. after. It wasn't as good. So blood doping. People obviously are cheating in in high impact sports or high high functioning sports. Functioning sports. Don't worry. Your son's a high functioning sportsman. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dan. He's a high functioning sport. He'll never be normal. He's a high-functioning sportsman. But he's they... embarrassed the club, <laughs> you know, he's himself, <laughs> taking them horse drugs. And the sport. So, well, horse drugs. Are they horse drugs? No, no, they're not horse drugs. Oh, but, uh, I, I think I just... Are they beef drugs? Are they horse drugs masquerading as beef drugs? I think we have to make sure we let Mr. Uh, Dr. Watson actually speak. Oh, yeah. one, of our, one of our members, actually quite a few members, wrote in last time going, you had this interview on, and you guys yelled for about five minutes, and he occasionally went, yes, no, and then you yelled five more minutes. So we're going to try a bit harder this time. So what is... It was one, one of our best episodes. What? what it's one of my favourites. What? <laughs> you just made some of our listeners very angry. What? I always make our listeners very angry. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Right now I'm making them very angry. Not as angry as you are, but ow! What is blood doping and why does it help a sportsman win? Okay. Well, blood doping at its very simplest is... Um, I can answer this. Stop. <laughs> at its very simplest is uh, basically increasing the amount of red blood cells or the amount of hemoglobin in someone's body so that mm. it can carry more oxygen to the muscles. When your muscles work, when mm. you're exercising, you, they it's, can either... Exercising? Sorry. Please pull back. I feel a little bit None of your doctor jargon here, I think. Right, right. When muscles when work, work... Hang on. Yeah. I sit in the chair and people roll me into position. Is that what you're talking about? No, no. It's, it's like when you move a lot and it's like your whole body is crying. <laughs> oh! That, you mean when I go to the toilet? Ah, oh, right. <laughs> Different sort of movement. Oh, right. <laughs> anyway. You don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> this one isn't even about going to the bathroom when you've already dragged <laughs> us in there. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, yeah. So, when, when you're doing exercise, so you're using yeah. a lot of oxygen. Yeah, you're using mm. a lot of oxygen. You have like aerobic uh, metabolism or mm. you have anaerobic meta- metabolism. Mm. Aerobic metabolism is using oxygen. Anaerobic metabolism is not using oxygen. The problem with anaerobic metabolism mm. is it's not as efficient. 
and you also get build up of waste product. The basically the, what they call the lactic acidosis. Oh, that's uh, a burning sensation. Exactly. In our muscles. Exactly. Uh-huh. So if you've got more oxygen, you can put that off, and you can you've got more oxygen going to your muscles. You delay that onset of the lactic the oh, lactic stress. Okay. So it's kind of like the sweet crude oil that you want to burn first in your body mm. before your body gets into its other resources, which are already sort of in there. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. Other, chemi- other, yeah. other chemicals that are in there, I assume. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. Yeah. At its very simplest, it's just increasing the amount of oxygen that gets delivered to your muscles. So it's not like a steroid that makes you stronger or something like that. It's not that, that Lance Armstrong was like going, Must get bigger! Hulk yeah. smash! No, Hulk no. ride bicycle up French Alp! Yeah. That sort of stuff. Yeah. It is, no, it's not anabolic steroids. Right. No, it's not so something it, different again. Something different again. It's uh-huh. not injecting your leg, testicles getting smaller, lots of rage. No, it's not yes. that. It is basically just increasing the amount of blood in your system so it can carry more oxygen. Oh, okay. So blood in your system that carries oxygen. And so this is a, this is a drug that you put in someone. Well, there are three different ways you can do it. Mm. The clever way, in a sense, is to take out a few bags of your blood mm. before such a time as you're going to compete, put it, chuck it in a fridge for a bit, mm. and just before you compete, Top up the system. That's what they were doing in Twenty One Jump Street. What? Twenty? Yeah. In Twenty One Jump Street, jo- Johnny Depp's character had to go to his high school where people were doing this blood doping thing. That's the first I ever heard about it. Oh, really? Back in the eighties. It's been around since the fifties, actually. <gasps> mm, it's been around for a long time. That form of blood doping. And so taking blood out, is that illegal? Is that in sports and things? It is illegal in sports. And why is and it illegal in, to use your own blood? See, now actually, the very that's a very complicated point, which I w- I would like to get into a bit later. Okay. Um, but. It is in the sense that um, I guess you're giving yourself an advantage that others may not have, but, but, even no, though everyone has access to the yeah, same advantage. But, but surely, surely that would be like saying Lance Armstrong has an advantage over me because he can afford to go and ride a bike eight mm. hours a day and I have to go to work. Yeah, so he's yeah. an advantage. It's not fair. He, so he should he should have to sit on his ass all day like mm. I do and then go and go to the Tour de France. You know well, what I'm saying? Well, like I mean, but that's like I mean, where do, where do you draw yeah. the line? Um, I mean, you you look at the Tibetan and Andean populations. Um, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Quite often, I'm sure. <laughs> Hello, Tibetan. <laughs> now they live at quite elevated altitudes, hmm. as such, almost to the point where it's like forty percent less oxygen than we get here at sea level. Oh. Um, so people, yeah, if we went up there, we'd be just like lying on the ground, wheezing a lot, and just generally fairly uncomfortable. I call that three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, senor, <laughs> I would be out from under this big hat what? in an hour. What? Because that's siesta time. Yes. What was the so, accent for? I'm, I'm, you're Mexican? I live between Mexico and Spain. Oh, obviously so. Somewhere in the Atlantic. Right. Okay. In Atlantis, I'm sure. <laughs> They're full of Spanish Mexicans. This is how the Atlanteans speak. <laughs> Prove us wrong. So, yeah, I mean, they have... But they, their system is different. They don't have increased amount of red blood cells. Because when you think about oh, it... Like, yes, how do they survive then? Well, they actually have a very interesting series of genetic mutations, which occurred over about 3,000 years ago when they split really? off from the Han Chinese. Weird. It's evolution. I think like genetic Superman. Uh, Tibetans, Tibetan monks are our superiors. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say here? Well, so if they come down on their mountain, they're going to kick our asses. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> See, the thing is, like, they will, have in, they will have access to increased oxygen content. Yes. Now, the way they do it is not through that. They have actually a mutation in their hemoglobin, which hasn't actually been clearly defined, but I think it's very similar to fetal hemoglobin. Of course. That was my first... I have no idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> what is it? It's a fetal hemoglobin. Fetal hemoglobin. Oh. So there's several different types of hemoglobin. There's like alpha, gamma, and fetal. Mm-hmm. Fetal hemoglobin is when the baby is growing. So basically the baby... I love how you keep pointing to your own stomach <laughs> when you're discussing it. <laughs> it's cute. Thank you. You know, I just like to keep a hold on things. 
So basically, the baby has to steal oxygen from the mother. And the, and the way they do this is by having a hemoglobin that binds oxygen much more strongly than normal hemoglobin. So babies are better uh, than us at using oxygen in blood. Yeah. God, oh, I, I, I can get some baby blood. <laughs> fetal baby blood at that. You will be a double the monster. Excellent. You have to ram a straw into some pregnant woman's belly. Wow. This, that went to a dark place very quick. Yeah. I prevented myself from going darker. <laughs> I think I should be commended. <laughs> Obviously, when we come out, there are drawbacks to having hyper-strong connections to oxygen in the sense that... Um, that Burst into flame. Uh, not so Damn. much. Let's <laughs> <laughs> try. Just in the case that it's harder for the oxygen then to be released from the hemoglobin. Uh, is this connected... Is there any connection to the hemochromatosis when you have too many... Too many no, that's too much iron. No, no, that's too much iron. Oh, yeah. sorry, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. not oxygen. It's a different okay. dysfunction. Yes. But yeah, so... I would conjecture, and I've got no real evidence to support this, but I would conjecture... That Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> I would we con- like to make stuff up. <laughs> Welcome shame next week. Mm. I would conjecture that they have a variant of that. Mm. Something obviously not as a strongly binding or else they wouldn't be able right. to move at all, but something that allows them to hold on to more oxygen per weight of hemoglobin as opposed to everybody else. Right, okay. Oh, so you're saying if they want to make a really good sports star, they should go and grab the people at the tops of mountains... Fill them full of baby blood. No, 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 forget the baby blood for a moment. Just get them off top of mountains and train them up at, at sea level altitudes and they'll have an instant advantage over someone else. Uh, look, I couldn't say for sure, but maybe they would. And that's what they do, you... isn't it? I mean, all the best runners in the world come from the like, highlands of Nigeria or something, don't they? Yeah. Is that, that's, is that dumb? Is that a dumb thing to say? I, I think that's a dumb... I'm not sure. I think that is a dumb thing to say. You have to watch out for that. People are going to go, black people run better than white people. There's actually been a lot of tests... Uh, been shown that's not I true. I can say that. Wait, don't put words that's, in that's my mouth. That's what you were implying. And I was not implying. Were you that. not? I was not. People in Ni- like Nigerian runners yeah. are, are very acclaimed for their running skill, and I figured <laughs> that's because they because they, they live at high altitude. Oh, okay. I made that. Oh, okay. Lean. Hmm. And then I went. Is, is, is Nigeria a very very high altitude country? Well, I, that's the assumption I made. And if it's not, then that I'm a racist. <laughs> no, no, so just, a lot is I, hanging on this. No, not that you're saying you're racist. It's a common misconception. Just to jump side by side, it's a common misconception that, that black people are better physically than white people. And lots of tests have been shown not to be true. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to it, it's more of a social thing, a cultural thing. So I'm, the doctor's actually nodding, which I'm glad. I'm glad he was not going, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> but if our, for the research, it's cultural. Uh, we, we, have, we have a bit more money. And when we were young, we played Xboxes, which we didn't because we were old but we played Atari. People with less money have to do stuff that doesn't take a lot of money to do. And running is one of those sports that anyone can do. Mm-hmm. You just need something to run on and somewhere mm-hmm. to run. And that means you can be poor and be a good runner. Where you mm-hmm. can't be a cyclist and a good runner. Mm-hmm. Sorry, a cyclist and poor because you have to have a million dollars worth of equipment to, mm-hmm. to blood dope like hell. They don't have the same sort of support structure like public transport, etc. So I mean, yes. they, if they want to go anywhere to like school or stuff <laughs> like that, run. they have to they have to run and they have to move at a speed. Jumping back though, this maybe maybe think about Gurkhas. You know Gurkhas, the British soldiers. They'd go to Nepal and they would grab. They would say, "Hey guys, you can live in your village for the rest of your life, or you can join the British Army and we'll give you a knife and uh, and, and we'll send you out to do shockingly dangerous stuff." And they they're world renowned to being really amazing warriors. Mm-hmm. And, and the whole story is about you know they. A person would wake up, an enemy of the Gurkhas would wake up at, in the morning and all their friends would be dead with their throats cut around them and there'd be a little note pinned to them saying, tell everyone, love the Gurkhas kind of thing. <laughs> uh, and and it, it's kind of this, um, this, this 
Was it pinned there with a dagger or something? <laughs> <laughs> and that was that. But the, if they're Nepalese, maybe that's why they're they're good at what they do. Because once again, I'm, I'm extrapolating way too far yeah. here. But the up mountains, what's good? Good blood and that sort of stuff. Well, Who knows? I mean, but it's an interesting point. And when you think about it, a lot of actual sporting teams have been known to fly into elevated areas, mm. spend a month training before like a big match or something mm. like that, and then fly out again. And there's a very good reason for that. What, what do you guys think the reason might well, be? Because there's up, up high altitudes. Yeah. Uh, so that you actually, your body acclimatizes to the low oxygen. Mm, exactly. Your body acclimatizes. Like Mexico City Olympics. Was it Olympics? Yeah. 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 And they, that's quite high. Mexico City's quite mm. high. So people are like, oh my God. Yeah. So it acclimatizes. <laughs> but also, how it acclimatizes by actually producing more red blood cells. Oh. So, so basically, even though when they go back. And that's down, illegal. Well, no, it's not. That's not legal. So there's a, there's a line. Yeah, thing really, really there, isn't it? No, it's a very interesting line. Okay. So basically, when these people go back to sea level again, mm. they're still going to. I mean, red blood cells last for about 120 days, approximately. Mm. So they're basically going to have a boost for the next right. three or four now, months. In okay. 21 Jump Street, I think someone <laughs> died of a nosebleed, like, or, they, or, or at least they. <laughs> yeah, blood no, not from someone else's nosebleed. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it shot me. <laughs> But so, no, someone someone collapsed and had a nosebleed mm. and died. Mm. Um, and so, is it is it dangerous to blood dope? Hang on, hang on. Well, can we, get, can we, can we before we get to that? Can we talk about the other sorts first? I think that's something that we'd like to talk about at the end, if possible. Jeez, you're all about like putting these in a, into their I, little boxes, aren't you? I know. I, know. I thought I always thought of this podcast as a more freeform, oh, sort of like a river flowing through the educational landscape. I always saw it as me telling you what to do and then you just following, but it really hasn't been that way for quite oh, a long time. Rivers are dynamic things. <laughs> it's like the delta. Oh, it's not the heads of the river. It's yeah, the delta where good. it's constantly changing. That's true. The sandbanks of knowledge. Nash, oh, goodness, we're back there again. Okay. Uh, so that was blood dope. Okay, well, answer his question then. Fine. Yeah, answer my question. <laughs> sure. Please. Okay. Quick, quick. Ready then. <laughs> so you guys have obviously heard of EPO. Yes. Um, the EPO stands for something called erythropoietin, which oh. is a natural hormone that's produced by the body. Um, now, erythropoietin um, is a, something that's produced from the kidneys. And what that actually does is it stimulates red blood cell production right. from, this, the, from this, the bone this marrow. This is different now to the to taking blood out of someone and putting it back into them later. This yes. is another way of doing this it. This is another way of doing this it. Not, okay, it's something new. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so basically everyone's body produces erythropoietin. Mm. And they actually developed a synthetic version of that for people with end-stage kidney disease. Because a lot of people with end-stage kidney disease suffer from anemia. So right. it's required for them to receive the erythropoietin to boost up their red blood cell production. Okay. So, some enterprising folk have obviously got their hands on stocks of erythropoietin and giving them to perfectly healthy people. So, this actually stimulates a much higher production of red blood cells than would normally. And that's what Lance Armstrong has been accused of. And more than accused, has come out and said he used. Yeah. I love that we can say that. He cheated and he got caught, and now we can point out he's a dirty, dirty cheat. And, but not just him, most of them, I mean, mm. lots of cyclists mm. have used oh, it. I, if you're I, wearing lycra and riding a bike, you probably had something yeah. rammed into at some point. The mm. lycra's probably made of erythropoid, and I don't know, it's just <laughs> yeah. like soaking into your skin or something. Or you had training wheels on. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> good. That's uh, cheating, surely? Surely, surely. Yeah. Uh, so the, the CPO makes your, you get more red blood cells, which means you can take more oxygen into your body, mm. and that means you are more aerobically active, or you can yeah, you're exactly. better than someone else. Yeah, you, you have more, more aerobic exercise potential right as okay. opposed to the anaerobic side of things so is it something you use before like you go, let's go train for months for the Tour de France and you inject yourself with it and you train up and then you mm. stop using it and it goes away or is it something you would use it on the day of the match no it was something you would use prior I mean that's right. for a couple of reasons mm. A, I mean you've got to give your bone your bone marrow just doesn't instantly pump out 
fresh red blood cells. It right. takes a little bit of time to, to do it. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it reacts relatively quick. And like I said before, red blood cells last for 120 days. So, mm. yeah, if you time it well enough, you know, you should be fine. The other thing is erythropoietin as a, as a hormone, as I said, is naturally in your system anyway. And so when you urinate out, you can, if you've just taken a booster, you will urinate out extra levels of it, which can be detected. Ah. However, that doesn't last long. Ah, that's how they try and catch you then. Yeah. Random, pee the cup. Yeah, I'm yeah. on a bike. Pee the goddamn cup. Yeah, yeah, right <laughs> now. Yeah. <laughs> wow, trying uh, to sleep. Pee. <laughs> right, just put yeah. his hand in a cup of water and you know. And, but water. that's obviously proven to be total, totally <laughs> pointless because he won seven in a row and for years before probably and other ones as well mm. and other people are doing it. it. If everyone's doing it, there's obviously it's not that mm. easy to detect or there's some serious corruption going on. Yeah, column A, column B, probably. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it is very hard to pick up. I mean, oh, okay. and, and the fact is that if you don't get it in that window, it's gone. You have to get it out of a window? <laughs> Holy God! In its, in its activity I've done that window. before. <laughs> I'm a man, I can. Whereas with the first sword, with, with the uh, transfusing you up, what mm. they actually do is what they call blood smear, uh, blood smear comparison. Mm. Um, so it's all about the serial blood smear. So they'll, they'll have taken blood from you before in the past, uh, and they'll them. look at it and they go like, cool. And then if you if you're on the day, they look and go like, oh, what the heck? yeah, yeah, you've got so many more blood cells. They go, you're cheating, bugger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. yeah. He was vibrating so hard it knocked the microscope <laughs> over the desk. Yeah. Right. What are you looking at? Whoa, sorry, blood cells. I'll kill you. I have no DNA. I know that. That's very exciting. I know that. Red blood cells don't have DNA in them. Thank you. Thank you very much. That is that is very but correct. White blood cells do. I learned that in front of a class of kids. I, I, I was going, hey kids, blood doesn't have uh, DNA. Hi, I'm your teacher. This kid went, why blood cells do? I went, I don't think they do, little Jimmy. Let me check the internet. Oh, you're right, you son of a... Yay, you're clever. I'll get you next time. Did you feel, did you feel the credibility fade a bit I there? did. Well, uh, you know, yes. <laughs> yes, I did. Fair enough. But that boy's going to grow up to be a sign. He will. Now. And he'll go, one He's day... Gonna, I'm really good at this. <laughs> one day I met this useless teacher and I showed him wrong. Now I'm a Nobel Prize winner. Hopefully he comes to my house and like shoves it in my face. Lick it! Lick the prize! I'm <laughs> old. Or, or you're just like, hmm... Mm. I always knew <laughs> white blood cells had yeah, DNA. Oh, I'm so glad you told me that because that yeah, I, I'll do your idea. I'll, I'll be all, all old and I'll yeah, stroke, stroke your beard, stroke your beard. Mm. Well, Daniel, yes, you did win the Nobel Prize. Well, maybe I helped you do it. There's no way. Damn it! <laughs> anyway, what fool thinks that white blood cells don't have DNA? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be taking that Nobel Prize <laughs> and the million dollars. Mm. Actually, yes, boss of the prize. I want the million dollars. <laughs> That'd be nice. Thank you. you can keep the little statue. <laughs> so, the third way. <laughs> there was a third way. Nah, he wasn't finished. Yeah, I know. Yeah. This one is... We acted like he was. Yeah, yeah, we really did. This was probably the least smart way to go about it, mm. is to use synthetic oxygen carriers. They've actually been producing new ranges of synthetic oxygen carriers, mainly for people with hypoxic situations where they're not able to adequately oxygenate themselves, whether it's an upper respiratory tract problem or a lower mm. respiratory tract problem, whatever. And it's really fascinating, actually. They've come up with... There's just been a study very recently done, which showed they could get rats to survive 10 minutes without air. Um, oh. Basically just from the ejection of these, these oxygenated really? uh, artificial wow. carriers. Yeah. I saw, have you seen The Abyss? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good yeah, movie. Yeah, hyper-oxygenated fluids. Yeah. And they had a little rat going, ah, blah, blah, then breathing. And then they got um, the guy, game over, man. I think it was mm. him. I think Bill it was Paxton? That, I think it was Bill Paxton breathing. Was it Bill Paxton? It. Was it Bill Paxton? Oh, no, I don't it wasn't know. Bill Paxton. It was someone, oh. some other whiny guy. Or yeah. was it the president from Independence Day? I think it was the president from Independence oh. Day. Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Oh, yeah. I see you getting mixed up. Uh, it, it was a bull. It was a bull. Yeah. It was a bull. It was a bill. It was a bull. Oh, I'm confused now. It was, was it a Paxton or a Pullman? Oh, it's so confusing. Or it could be another than I'm totally wrong. But the it point a, is... It was a push-me-pullman with, with one Bill's head at the uh, one end and oh, one Bill's head at uh, the other end. You get crap from both sides. Um, and <laughs> basically, like, he drowned. But this is not the same thing, is it? You're talking no, about no, not, no. not breathing a fluid. You're no, talking no, no. about just injecting this chemical. Is, yeah, you're injecting synthetic oxygen right. character. These oxygen carriers are themselves mm. hyper-oxygenated. Mm. You inject them directly into the bloodstream so your body can just access it directly and it doesn't require from oxygenation from the atmosphere. Breathing is a putz. Mm. That's it. I'm going to inject every, every, every three minutes. It's going to be gigantic. <laughs> yeah. Like, like a Zeppelin. No, 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 no. I'll just use enough. I'll go, oh, I'm feeling a bit, feeling like I need some more oxygen. I better, in, I better inject it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going like, to be like a, a, a living wine bladder. <laughs> Full of air. I mean, I'll, I will become the comedy blimp. Yes. <laughs> Float away. Raining destruction. So, is that a rudder? <laughs> <laughs> That's my tethering line. Grab it. Grab it. Oh boy! <laughs> Visuals. That is a uh, that is a scheme and a half, isn't it? <laughs> that's how I met your mother. Um, you, no, I forget. I <laughs> so that's pretty cool. So these rats kept alive by an injection directly mm. into their bodies, which mm. gives them the oxygen they need to survive. Yeah. In, right. a, in an unoxygenated atmosphere. That's crazy. Obviously, there's a lot of medical applications for that. Mm. And it, it's something that once they start... I'm, I'm not sure if they started clinical trials yet, but it's obviously mm. something when they start clinical trials. Very interesting to see what happens to that. Yeah. However, yeah. we have unauthorised clinical trials going on where athletes are injecting themselves with this stuff. And they are using that third one. I believe so. Right. Wow. Um, it's, okay. I've not heard of any cases, particularly myself, but in some of the literature has stated mm. that it's, it's sort of been going on. Right. Now... That is very easy to pick up, though, mm. on blood smears and various other techniques. Because it's totally synthetic. Yeah. It's totally synthetic. It shouldn't be there. And it shouldn't be there. Ah. And if you see one, you go like, well, hey, yeah. you're done. So You can't say, my mum gave me a codrill, and yeah. I therefore I have, mm. I had a slightly elevated something or other, or I don't know what happened. Yeah. I went to artificial Mexico City. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because so, so I was in artificial Mexico City where you get artificial extra blood in your system and you, work, <laughs> you train up in artificial Mexico City I they see. can detect it in oh, scans. Oh, I yeah. see, I see. Mm. Ooh, that joke's funny and now. now. Yeah, I didn't know. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's, those are three ways. We have mm. pump out your blood, refrigerate it, slap it back in you. Mm. You've got EPO, which is in telling your body to increase its buildup of red blood cells. Yeah. And you've got a synthetic product which just adds more oxygen directly to your body. You don't yeah. have to, it doesn't have to come through your lungs or anything no, like that. No, no, no. Okay. So are these dangerous to use? They're all dangerous Going back to use. to Dan's question? Yeah, all three of them are basically dangerous in the same way. Right. The last variant, there's not that much known about it really. So the synthetic one? The synthetic one. Okay. So again, I said clinical trials have to happen and mm. we'll get more information when that's done. Uh, the first two, um, have you guys heard of polycythema vera, secondary, not mm. primary? Not, not, not since last time. No. <laughs> Right. No, I've never heard never, about never that. Never even heard of it. Okay. I like the fact he even, he even thought we might know, and he put in secondary, not primary, as if I go, oh, <laughs> I thought you meant primary. <laughs> no, 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 I don't, no, I don't know a lot. No. Okay, all right, good. Um, just don't make that mistake. <laughs> okay. 
But it sounds exciting. Tell us all about it. Okay. But not primary. That's rubbish. Yeah, that's just rubbish. No one, no one wants to know about that. So basically, polycythema vera is basically your body's producing... Secondary. All, secondary, yes. Yeah, okay, sorry. And primary. Um, the, the, same, <laughs> the same pathology is that you, your body's producing excess cells, blood cells. Mm. Usually with primary, it's red and white. It's okay. the whole box of dice that's coming out. And that's usually due to a JAK2 mutation. However, on the secondary side of things, that's when there are other forces that are causing to do it. I mean, you can get, like, tumours on your kidney that produces extra EPO, and that produces, it like, churns out extra red blood cells. Is that legal? That's terrifying. I, I don't know how you can call that illegal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. my goodness so, me. You know, this window when you would be, like, a... Like before, a cycling god. Before death. Yeah, so just... Maybe that was Lance Armstrong's cancer, That's I don't know. shockingly but. unethical, but... Oh, oh you're I, right! I, testicular I, I, cancer. He can, yeah. testicular cancer. Oh, yeah. Testicular cancer. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was testicular. Yeah, well, a, that's going to help on a bike, because if you get them cut off... You, you he, just, had one, he had one removed. Oh. One removed, not Maybe both. just like, put the other one to the side or something. But I'm, I'm assuming so. Look, aerodynamics <laughs> is not the question here. Surely that's not how... We can't honestly try and justify what, he, what happened to his body by going, he had a cancer that, they, that made more EPO. No, 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 no. No, okay, not. good. No, okay, no, right, no, no, not remotely. But, oh, good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that is... So that is a sort of example of secondary, what we call secondary polycythema. Mm. Um, so if you have that, these people who are giving themselves the extra red blood cells or the mm. EPO or whatever it may have you, mm. they are giving themselves secondary polycythemia. Now, the drawback of that is, well, well think about it this way. Blood goes down blood vessels, right? Mm. And the big blood vessels, it's fine. Lots of room. Yeah, they can stretch. There's plenty of room. Uh, they can spray blood through them easily. Exactly. Not exactly. that I know. <laughs> Scare me. Awkward silence there. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, they can all go through easily. However, mm. unfortunately, as you go through the blood system, the area, the tunnels get narrower and mm. narrower and narrower until you're out in the capillaries. Mm. And the, some of the capillaries are so small they can only fit one red blood cell at a time. So if you think about how these capillaries may react when you've got a whole wedge load mm. of red blood cells trying to get down there. Wow. I, actually, I've got, I've got, a, I've got a, um, a an analogy. analogy, a good, good analogy. Yeah. It's like you're making sweet, sweet love with someone and like you're feeding them food from the kitchen, you know, like nine and a half weeks mm. and or, or a more modern movie that people would know because I'm old. Like you're feeding them a grape and then you feed them a little bit of cheese. That's sexy. Like, oh, I'm feeding you food. But if you went, have the entire banquet! Ah, like, I love you! And I push the entire ham into a gob. Eat the ham! That's what you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Or spelunking yeah. with a rocket pack on. Um, That's awesome. That is awesome, but I, I think the ham one's yeah. probably more accurate than Yeah, high five for me. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. probably more than Mine had rocket packs, <laughs> yeah. so I'm not too concerned. <laughs> <true>. Okay. <laughs> So then they're not going down next. It's, I mean, I oh, guess actually, a, I'm a vegetarian, so that has to be like a fake faux ham, like yeah. a, to, a tofu ham. So oh, I'm, just, I'm just getting further and further up the ladder here, aren't I? <laughs> so the person would die of sadness, would they? Like, oh, eating all the tofu oh, ham. Wow, oh, burn. Sorry. Oh, my sorry. guest came in and burned me about yeah. Oh, man. Oh, there you go. Fair enough. If, if I had the energy, I'd fight him, but I, I just don't. <laughs> Okay, we're playing up to stereotypes here. That's good. That's good. It's basically like trying to suck applesauce through a straw. Mm. It's this Tastes thick, brilliant. Wow. Okay, it's this thick sludge which is very difficult to move. Yeah, okay. and you get thick sludge, mm. and you get what they call thromboembolic events. So mm. you get the fact this stuff will all clog up and form a clot. And unfortunately, if you've got clots forming in your capillaries... Wait, wait, brain, strokes, excitement like that, because always that's yeah. what a blood clot as a stroke is, isn't it? A yeah, blood, a blood, blood clot in your brain. Yeah, I mean, a stroke Ugh. can be a blood clot or a hemorrhagic thing, oh, okay. but let's not get into yeah. that. So, but yeah. so one, one's a clot and one's a tear, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's brilliant. So you get these clots in your brain. Uh. 
that's not good. You get these clots in your lungs, that's not good. No. You get these clots in your kidneys, that's not good. Anywhere you get a clot, really. <laughs> yeah. There's one point in your body, you get a clot in your spleen, it was brilliant! You yeah. get superpowers. No, yeah. no, no, no. You die, yeah. yeah. It, it just all ends up horrible. You get a clot in your penis and you can have sex forever. Well, at least until it falls off. <laughs> you're very, you're a window of opportunity. Um, so, yeah, basically you, you get these, these clotting events and people will present with suddenly a whole patch of their lung tissue dead and they're not able to breathe. Oh. Or they'll have a quite tragic stroke mm. and you'll, they'll lose the left middle cerebral artery, can't speak properly, can't move, horrible things happen from there. Why? Okay, so is this common? Is it's you... not common, but there's an increased risk profile. Right. Because that's my question. That was, that's my next question. If it's not common... Cause if, sorry, if it was common, why don't we hear about cyclists riding down the road, just going... Mm-hmm. And like, like head mm-hmm. blowing off or mm-hmm. dropping dead, or mm-hmm. you don't seem to hear about these people exploding. Yeah. Or, or, or if they just suddenly died, would you not think it was drug-related? Yeah. You just go, oh, he just died. He just mm-hmm. died in his sleep. Mm-hmm. One of the things, if, if a young, fit, healthy person dies, mm-hmm. like a young athlete dies, then blood doping is certainly something you would have to think about. Yeah. I mean, there are other things as well, but blood doping would certainly be on the list there. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, I went to school with someone who became a, um, a triathlete, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, he, and, he, and he did a lot of cycling, and he just died. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a car hit him. <laughs> but, uh, was the person driving the car blood doping at the time? Or? No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. And I, I kind of should have felt worse, but he used to bully me at high school. And I don't feel good, <laughs> but... Um, wow, this is good, though. I just, I just find it interesting that those two things happened. I'm not... I, like, these are two unrelated things. <laughs> Seriously. But... In that case, we wouldn't think about blood doping. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In fact, you wouldn't find enough of him to clot. Like, no. clot? Well, four hours later, he did. Yeah. Like, Whoa! <laughs> That's wow. Was that too dark? I'm sorry. Yeah. So cyclists do die then, but we don't, obviously not a loss. It's not, no. this, this is not a major issue. And I think it would be certainly be something, I mean, if they're spending this amount of money on doping and getting everything in line for this, I mean, there's a lot of money involved in this. Mm, yes. I would honestly hope they have enough common sense to actually put a bit of science behind it and actually mm. try and titrate the dose of EPO or the amount of blood they put in yeah. to a reasonable level that even though it does increase the risk, it doesn't hugely increase the risk that they will then, you know, pop a blood vessel yeah, somewhere. So risk to reward hmm. ratio. Ratio. But they did have doctors. I mean, they, that's one of the first people I think who came out to say, this is all crap. Mm. Well, Armstrong did was one of his doctors going, I can't deal with this anymore. Mm. So there's some science. Okay, so we can see that. Can I ask a question then? Sure. That, that's professional sports where mm. there's like millions of dollars involved and, and, and you know, Nike wants to throw shoes at you and money for shoes for the rest of your life and mm. you're, you're a big time dude and, and all the rest. What about me? I, I, this is what this is. My thought process is: I'm not trying to win anything. I'm trying. Mm. To, I'm, I'm not doing this. I wouldn't do it secretly. But mm. there are days where I think, like most of us, we go we go to work and we're tired and we're run down and you know we're a bit kind of lethargic. Why can't we go to a doctor and say, look, I don't want I don't want to run an Olympic marathon, but I, mm. I would like to feel less like crap. So mm. can I have some EPO, please, to make mm. my body produce what it normally produces mm. to give me that just a five percent edge. Yeah, so is that unethical? Would that be wrong? Yeah, it would be. Why? Um, well, basically, be, <laughs> yeah. why though? It would be <laughs> elementary, Mister Wah. <laughs> It'd be a very brave and adventurous doctor who would just hand over the EPO to people feeling a bit tired after a day's work. But why? I, I understand it's illegal. Hmm. That's, but, it's, but why is it illegal? Let's start there. Why is it illegal to start off with? Can, can we that's, can we answer that question? Yeah, I mean, and it's basically illegal because of the risk to reward ratio. You look at the risk to the actual but smoking's payoff. not illegal. 
illegal. Let's not get started on this. <laughs> and alcohol's not illegal. Yeah. And, and I know these are weird examples we, we should probably ban. Yeah. But, but you see what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. Is it, would you say, as your <laughs> as a professional opinion, would you say that smoking is as dangerous as EPO? <laughs> or you don't have to, you don't have to answer yeah. that question. Smoking, smoking is definitely toxic, mm. and there's no doubts about that. But smoking, I think the very big difference between the two is smoking actually has a prolonged onset. I mean, you don't light up a cigarette and then keel over dead. And that could happen with EPO. And that could happen with EPO. Ah, right, okay. That, that makes Okay, that's fair enough. So now, was it made illegal because of sportsmen, or was it made illegal because of a medical thing first? It was highly restricted for the medical use. Like I said, in those mm. particular, there's only particular instances where you use EPO. Right. And yeah. so it's not supposed to be used outside. Of that. Okay. So, because if you're going to, if you have some kidney issue and you need to use it to survive, mm. then the risk to reward is, is acceptable. Definitely. But if I'm just lazy, mm. yeah. <laughs> uh, or, and yeah. that's they're like, huh, no. Yeah. And you want to inject yourself some EPO so yeah. you can lift up your TV remote and change the channel. <laughs> then, then, yeah. That's, that's okay, mm. that's what you're saying. But, mm. but could it be, uh, and I'm not asking you to do this, I'm not, I'm not even saying it would happen, but could you go to a doctor and get them to give you a, a reduced amount? so that you've just got a slight increase of risk to a slight reward increase of more energy. So really titrate the heck out of it. Mm. So not much at all. Because it lasts 120 days. If I've got a little bit now, for 120 days, I might have a 5% increase in my blood cells. Could you actually walk in, get some EPO from a pharmacy and do mm. this? I mean, yes, you could physically do this, mm. but no one would do it because it's illegal or they shouldn't do it because it's illegal. Yes, yeah, and you could right. have the exact same effect if you hopped in a car and went and rode up a mountain and basically just walked around the top of the mountain for a while. Oh, right, okay. Or oh. even just walk around for a little while. You know, <laughs> get a bit of exercise. <laughs> God damn it, move your potato body. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, so would you... Right, so even... A, uh, so if you go and do some exercise up a high place, mm. over time, this would be very equivalent to using some, yeah. a small amount of EPO. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, I mean, it's the fact that your body isn't getting enough oxygenation. So to compensate, mm. your body will actually increase the amount of background EPO anyway to increase the, the, the production ah. of the red blood cells. So what you're saying here is that Dan should go out and go up a mountain and go for a long run, yep. and mm. then I'll grab him and stab him and draw out all the EPO mm. and inject myself with it. Mm. You, you know there are devices for... Like removing blood without having to stab someone. Oh, really? I mean, you could put a little. I mean, wait, yeah. You mean to stab him with a big syringe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, no, like just throw syringe. me with a with a yeah, yeah, kitchen yeah. knife. No, like a and really just big suck it out <laughs> of the wound. Yeah, it's a hilarious. You know, you know like a four well, liter you, syringe. If you go to that, we just get some of these babies we were talking about. <laughs> are, are you guys actually compatible blood types? I'm not entirely sure. There, we'll find out. Uh, what's the one that? What's the one that no one else can use? I'm a positive. <laughs> Vampire blood. Yeah, I'm I'm a positive. What's yours? I'm I'm a negative, so no one can use my yeah, blood. Yeah. Ah, damn it! Really, you have no use to me. Mm. Ah, I always knew Actually, this. It's the other yes, way around. Ah, mm. well, hang on. What? Anyone can have my blood. Yes! I got magic blood. Yeah. Oh. So it's it's AB that no one can use their yes! blood. Yes, I I knew. I think ah, oh, Dan. Oh, we used to stay together a lot. This is. <laughs> I think so, that was the original reason you became friends with yeah, me. Yeah, I think so. Have, I, you, have you got some blood in the, at the blood bank or anything like that? Um, I've. <laughs> what, what do you, what do you well, mean? Well, no, a lot of people who are O negative, I mean, uh, some of them do actually donate blood, so they have their oh. own per- private stash. So oh, okay. Speak, you know. No, no, I didn't know you could do that. I mean, I've, yeah. I've, I've donated a couple of times, but I, and, I, and I like donating mm. blood, but um, I haven't in a little while. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, they and I've actually got that stuff that the babies can have because it doesn't have the. What's the thing? The rhesus factor. That's the one. I don't yeah. have that one either. Yeah, that's mm. a negative. Isn't it? A negative. Yeah, yeah. rhesus. Factor negative. Yeah, I once yeah, bought yeah. I once bought a woman back from a coma with my blood. 
There you go. You Splash are Splash in her face. <laughs> Wake up! Ah! No, she, um, I donated granulocytes, which is not an easy thing to do. I spent three days, mm. every second day, injecting myself, mm. which was awesome, and, um, and then going into hospital, and they'd take my blood out and spin it around in a cyclotron, and then they'd skim off like an eighth of the blood cells, like a, mm. called the granulocytes, mm. and then put it into this woman who had leukaemia. She'd recovered from the... the Leukemia, but her immune system hadn't kicked back in, mm-hmm. and so and she was dying, and she'd already had a whole bunch of people donate granulocytes. She got mine, and she made a full recovery. There you well go. done, sir. Well yeah. done. You didn't put her in the coma or anything, did you? Just checking that. No, she no, now owes no, you. No. So basically, now in Valhalla, yeah. she's your shield maiden. That's how it's going to work. Pretty much. Well, I, I, I never even got to meet her. Oh. She was a friend what? of a friend, and no. I, but I always yeah. hoped that one day I'd like get to get to meet her. And, mm. and, you know her and, name? We could find her. And then and then and then and then she, I'd be like, oh, you, I don't, you know, you, I'm you're so alive you're... because of. me. Me. No, you'd be nice. You're alive. <laughs> give me some cash. No, you'd be nicer than that. You'd be like, oh, I'm so glad Can that I was able to help. And she'd be like, oh, I'm thankful for my life. And then she'd cry and I'd cry. And that's when I ask for a blowjob. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, okay. Well, okay. okay. Um, Politely. <laughs> what if she said no? Would you... I'd, I wouldn't force her to give me a... What? Don't paint me in that. I'm just asking for a blowjob. That's a normal thing. From strangers. <laughs> she's, got, she's already had my blood inside her. She oh, doesn't... Stop speaking. <laughs> what? Okay. Stop speaking now. <laughs> you only get two of them a podcast, you know? <laughs> How many am I use this time? <laughs> two, both of them. <laughs> so... <laughs> So there's, okay, so it's da- it comes down to the danger of the whole situation, mm, really, and mm. it's not it is not something we can we could honestly use safely. No, in no. any way, shape, or form. I and think. and I mean, anytime you inject yourself with something like EPA, I mean, there's always the chance there's going to be other effects like allergic reaction, you yes, induce, yes. induce infection, you know, mm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you know, frankly, it'd be just much much more safer to drive up to the top of a mountain, and run around a bit. So, yeah, basically, you... once again, doctors telling us to get off our oh. asses and exercise and eat right and fly straight. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> we need to find a doctor who is on board with shortcuts. Like a fun doctor. We were like a fun day. Hey, everybody! <laughs> Dr. Nick! <laughs> that sort of stuff. Um, there was one more thing. Mm. I, I mean, and I think it's quite an interesting point, is where do you draw the line with what's illegal and what's legal? Mm. Why is it legal to stash your own blood and pour it in yourself? And mm. I think it's... Or to steal like, mine. Yes, yeah. Yeah, or to steal some... <laughs> run faster, Dan. Yeah. Or, you know, is it, why isn't it legal to go on top of a mountain and run around a bit? Because yeah. it's having the exact same effect. And why is... I mean, there's a thing called... Uh, andro- it's like people who are not sensitive to androgen like testosterone. Okay, yes. There's, there's cases women. of women who are XY chromosome. Oh, yes, yes. And Fun women. Yeah. Yes, I've seen those. And um, basically, uh, completely physiologically women. Mm. But should they be allowed to compete in, in women's sports? Do they have a physiological advantage? No, they're, they're completely... No, they just are not... The androgens, testosterone don't affect them. So they don't have any extra muscle building. Mm. They don't have anything like that. Or there could be spectrum where maybe they have a slight advantage. Who knows? Do yeah. they have a little willy? Because those it's flop back pl- and forth like crazy if you watch those videos, like the this footage from the Olympics. It's called a clitoris. Yeah. Uh, that's basically the woman's little willy. <laughs> no, I know, but is it like bigger than normal? Is He's, it like... He says he knows. But I mean, I, I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of the women's races where the clitoris is flipping back and forth in the... In the... Wait, oh, hang on. Wait, when you watch the Olympics, are you watching like ancient Greek Olympics where everyone was like no pants? No, no. Have you not been talking about this? You must have seen this. They've got, mm-hmm. now got cameras down the end of each lane so they can show footage of the guys running up the lane using a telephoto lens so they can see them <laughs> with their mouths staring at the But But the thing is... But their but their junk keeps flipping back and forth and like oh. you're talking about men yeah right we're yeah. talking about women 
No, and that's what I'm saying. Is if, but didn't you say that what? it was an XXY or it's an XY? No, not an XXY. That's different. There's an XXY, and that's like Kleinfelter's and other different syndromes. But no, these are XYs who sound like men. That's something. It should be men. Should be men, mm-hmm. but because then their body does not get exposed to the extra levels of testosterone. Yes, they remain women. They didn't develop. So basically, wow. wait, what? Is that all that Y chromosome does is testosterone? Pretty much, yeah. And every, wow! I'm blown away by that. That's amazing. Well, in in the womb, we, we all start out as female. But yeah. if we have the Y chromosome, then we expose the testosterone yeah. and become male. But women do have access to testosterone, don't they? Just not much reduced levels. Reduced, much reduced levels and, and it's yeah. all about a timing thing and a level mm, thing. Mm, so, yeah, timing is good too. Yeah, yeah, well, I know we were all female to begin with. We're horrible mutants. All the males in this room are horrible mutants. My God, that is amazing. Mm, mm. I'm still digesting that. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, I've digested it. So I, I just guess my point is, like, where do you draw the line? I mean, mm. where do you say this is right and this is not? I mean, should we outlaw massage or a cold bath after, a, yeah. you know, ice baths after, you know, an, a particular sporting event because those help relax the athletes and prepare them for the next one? Yeah. Where, yeah. where do you draw the line? Where do you draw yeah. the line? That's right. I assume they say that something that gives a massive advantage with no with very little what, like practice? practice. Well, no, that practice effort. should be outlawed. There's a lot of effort, though. There's a lot of effort. you go and do the effort every day, then then you're you're becoming better by by, by mm. doing it, and then mm. that's different to maybe downloading Dan's blood into my system. There's mm. no effort for me. I just sat back and you know what they should do. What they should do is they should get all because it, it's it's all always so close. It's like fractions of a second between the first and the last person over the line, mm. and it, it's all these these microscopic steps towards getting faster and faster using training tools and stuff. What they should do is they should make all of them three legged races with random people, so everyone gets nobbled in a, in a, in a randomised <laughs> way. Yeah. But everyone would pick the person with the big willy because they would have that advantage getting across the line first. Uh, you yeah. haven't seen it flopping back and <laughs> forth. That's got to stop you. And once again, with that visual, I'm going to call it to an end. Thank you very much, Dr. Greg Watson, for coming in and briefing us on the powers of EPO, blood doping in general. And thank Sim- you for being much less disgusting than usual. Hey, not a problem, guys. Look, I promise next time it's going to be a grosserama, but thank you very much for having me. Hooray! <laughs> thank you very much to Dr. Watson. Very exciting. It's EPO. a shame Sherlock Holmes didn't come with him. Oh, stop it. That's... I can't. Every time, he, every, time, every time we say that in front of him, he just rolls his eyes. I mean, well, he's, he's probably heard it a million times. Yes. It only just occurred to me in the interview. <laughs> only because of the, yeah, Dr. Moriarty, Professor Moriarty. Professor Moriarty. In, in the song before. Yeah, Get right. those two guys together. Oh, <laughs> they could yeah. fight in a pit. Or on a, on a Zeppelin that'd or something. That would be awesome. The Rackenback Falls. Welcome back, um, um, Americans from the past, because you just came back out of Daylight Savings Time or something, did you? Or What? No, Americans? No, we just... No, people in Sydney and Melbourne, <laughs> they just came back from the future. Thank you. Yes, that's an right. An hour from the future. And it really upset me. I, I find it ridiculous. Just so people know what we're talking about, international, Australia is quite large and they, and they have different time zones, but it shouldn't make a difference of time zone when you've got the same... Latitude, longitude, longitude. Oh, I had no idea that. Yeah, longitude. So you just sit there and go, ah, oh, uh, and, and but we're not that far away from Sydney, you know, east-west wise. But we do it anyway because Queensland's a little bit weird and backwards. Well, kind of. Except that the further down you go, the longer your days are in summer. 
until yeah. you get to the South Pole, where it's day all the time in summer. Yeah, but it's more your east-west distance of the day coming up and down. It's like when the sun is in the sky at mid- midday, that's when you're talking about your issues. So Perth, which is three hours difference, is three hours different. Like you, you could, if you wake up in the... Yeah. yeah it's, it's, but Sydney and Brisbane, we, we could do it. But it's, it's, it's a big state, and I'm not going to go into it. But it nearly caught me out. I, I've been yeah. doing my studies recently, I, um, my master's, and I had to get assessment in, and being busy, I, I left it to the last minute. So, and uh, and I was madly trying to uh, get these uh, computer moderated exams done. Like, oh, gotta, uh, what do you what do you mean the H minus ions in the photosphere? Oh, I don't know what any of this means. And so I was just Whew, uh, thank God because yeah. neither do I. <laughs> So I was madly trying to get it all done, and I went, oh, thank goodness, it's 5 to 11, I've, I'm, I've got an hour to spare, and I sent it. Boom, sent it. And, and then I got the receipt back saying, oh, uh, by the time it processed and went through, it was two minutes to midnight. And I went, what the? And of course, I, I just got in under the, under the cutoff time oh. because of the difference in the time zones between here and the university, which is another state in Australia. How annoying is that? I mean, I, I was okay, but it was pretty damn close. And yeah. I just went, if that had caught me out, I would have been a very angry monkey because we live on a round ball and I constantly forget yeah, yeah. we live on a round ball. There's a whole heap of different ups. Oh. It's frustrating. Well, we had the same thing. Uh, my, uh, the Frog Princess and I went down to a Tweed which is just over the border. It's a river. The Tweed River is mm. pretty much the border of, of yeah. the states. Yes. And so we, much, yeah. we had to go to New South Wales in order to do a photo shoot there, mm. which was organised at 9 o'clock. Mm. And, I, and I went, wait, <laughs> don't forget, uh-huh. time change. Yes. Let's get, we have to get, the, get up an extra hour early. So we had to get up at Sparrow's Fart, mm. he mm. said, sounding like a proper country Australian. And... <laughs> Then we arrived there and there's no one there. Mm. And it calls up and the guy's like, no, we're from Queensland. You're from Queensland. Oh. We're, we're on Queensland time, darling. Oh, there you go. Uh, and he, so, he called you, darling. No, he called my wife, darling. Oh, right, okay. Oh, that's... But he came down and he goes, oh, so you're, uh, you work on uh, New South Wales time. And I'm like, yeah, well, I wouldn't be if we were over there and pointed across the river yes. <laughs> to where it was Queensland time. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Anyway, the time zones. Time zones are odd things, we, and they're very arbitrary things. Very, very arbitrary. In some countries, like in China, they don't have them. They've just gone, screw it, everyone's on the same time. So mm. Shanghai and Beijing, they're sort of, you know, in the same area anyway. But, of course, if you're in Tibet, tough crap for you because you just crossed a very large country and you have the same time. But anyway, um, no, different, I think that's right. It may be wrong. Maybe we walk of shame. But Tibet's yeah. not a country, though, isn't it? Isn't it a province of China? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Send all emails to dan at smartenough.org. And with that total massive faux pas, I think we should end this interview. Interview? This podcast. What are we, who am I? What, what's going on? You're Greg at, at smartenough.org. And you are Dan at smartenough.org. <laughs> You've been listening to Crazy Time Ramblings. On Twitter, we're SE2KB. On Facebook, we're SE2KB. If you want to have a chat in the forums if about anything that strikes your curiosity... Jump into the forums. Like what forty two's about maybe? Go to the website, click on forums, and then sign up if you haven't, and then type stuff in. It's awesome. It's pretty fun. It's like communication with monkeys using ones and zeros. <laughs> Someone's here. Someone's here. They're angry. We have to go. They've heard they've heard the gluten comment. We've got to go. Or it's an Asperger's person coming to, to stare at me. Thanks for listening. Um go to iTunes and give us a big five star rating if you haven't already, because it makes us very happy. You should probably go answer the door. Ah, okay, I'm answering. Uh this has been Dan at Smart Enough to Know. Okay, now that he's gone, I think it's important that you know. Greg, he he's not as smart as you think. 
like he comes across as like really smart in science but he just did an arts degree in like dramatic stuff and he just makes it all up it's true i know i'm the smart one i'm the smart one i'm the one who knows science i just edited it really well okay oh, have a have a good fortnight see ya what are you talking no, about no, talking no about nothing it. nothing no, just i didn't hear a word of it it's all finished what's going on no, 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 i want to no, hear it i want to hear it back before you finish up no, 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 And that'll be Dr. Dan and, no, Dr. Beeston and Dr. Greg are smart enough to know better. Now, that would awesome. be an awesome show. I would totally download that. Yeah, yeah. 15 years ago, when I signed up to Mensa, it said preferred title, and I went, preferred title? I'd prefer to be called Doctor. <laughs> so all my mail kept coming to Dr. Beeston. Nice. My dad nuts, because he's actually got a PhD. Yeah. And I didn't do any work at all. Uh, you said an exam, on a Mensa cup- exam. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's the same as a, as a as a medical degree. But um, the <laughs> girl clumsy was always charmed with this story, and so occasionally she books plane tickets when we're travelling together, mm. and she always books me in under Doctor Daniel Beeston. Oh, mm. oh, and she did it just recently when we went down to Adelaide, and I was delighted and talked about it a lot while I was in Adelaide. Mm-hmm. But then, just as we were coming back, her little ticket went through the machine, and then I put my ticket through the machine, and the woman said. Welcome aboard, Dr. Beeston. And it was the best moment of my entire <laughs> month. That's awesome. That's nice. Do you guys ever hear, hear of, like, uh, I think it's Charles Bennett syndrome? I've heard of Gordon Bennett syndrome. Mm. What's Gordon Bennett syndrome? Uh, the British people go, Gordon Bennett. <laughs> it's true. That, they, not really can syndrome. they not do it? Or they what? just, they, well, they seem to do it a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, um, like, if you had the choice to say that or not, yeah, you'd yeah. go with no. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. obviously mm. must have some sort of terrible yeah. brain damage. Mm. Please, I don't... People may listen to this. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> they switched off a while ago. <laughs> we, always, um, we always think about racism, sexism, misogyny to the end. <laughs> no one's listening. And, of course, 42 is Douglas Adamson, meaning you're blind. Don't, don't, don't. No, no, no. Don't let him, don't oh. let him off the hook. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Make him panic. Okay, all right. Uh,